some sheets out on the table in front of you, so please make sure you have sight of one of those that Hannah's put together. Um, they just cover kind of the main things we're going to be looking at today, and the two points, the land and the king. Um, but now we're going to be looking just at the land that God has promised. And that land, as Tom just said, was the land of Canaan. And God, and uh, people actually, if just remember, they're on Mount Sinai, God's going to take them from there and take them into the promised land. And we're going to hear about how the people didn't trust God, really, that he was big enough to do that. Uh, but this was the promise, reminding ourselves uh, of the promise to Abraham, and that God was going to fulfill all the way back when. He said, you live in the land of Canaan now as a stranger, but I will give you and your descendants all this land forever. So God is going to give Abraham's descendants a land, a place. Well, when the people see the people who are in the land, the enemies who are in there, the Canaanites, they say this, they say, we seem as grasshoppers to them. Do you know what I mean, grasshopper? Or something similar? How small are they? Pretty, pretty small, right? And they said, we feel like grasshoppers compared to these Canaanites. They're scared. And they're comparing themselves to the enemies, aren't they? They're comparing the enemies to themselves. There's only a couple of people actually that day who compared the, the enemies to God. The God who is huge, who can do anything. And they were a couple of people called Joshua and Caleb. We've already heard about them. And they said this they said, Surely God will do this. God will do what He's promised He's going to do. God can do it and He will do it. And God still did that. <laughs> he did do what He said He was going to do. And he used uh, a guy called Eliezer and a guy called Joshua. On entering the land, the people discover that actually it's as good as God said it's going to be. And that the fear of God has actually gone before them into the land. So even before they arrived, people were already talking about their God, how their God sent slaves down Pharaoh, the most powerful man on the planet. And how their God they were melting with fear. And then they discovered that just one by one, all of the kings of the Canaanites fell. They had the victory because God wins every battle. So God is keeping his promise to that people. And you've got to think, actually, uh, this land, uh, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah? Did it last? No. Okay, so in Joshua's time, that was up. In Joshua's time, everyone listened to God. In the when Joshua died, it's okay because there was a couple of guys called the elders, and they, and while the elders were alive, thumbs up, they listened to God. But when the elders died and Joshua died, guess what? Thumbs down. Stop listening to God. They didn't get rid of the rest of the people from the land. And quite quickly, when people stop listening to God, everything goes bad. So, was that God's plan? Was that God's plan? If He said He's going to give this land, what? And 
land was only for a short time. What was God's plan in that? Well, I like films. Who likes films here? Great. I won't ask what kind of films you like. Alright, we'll all fall out, but we won't talk to each other. Um, I like films, and uh, films have something called this. They have a trailer. That's American, a preview. What do you call it? Trailer. Okay. Sounds like American. Maybe it is American. Um, films have trailers, right? And what the trailer does is it gives you a preview of the the film. You don't go, you don't go around turning on friends, you know what, I've seen the Lego movie. And what you mean is you actually only watch one and a half minutes of the Lego movie. You've seen the trailer. You tell them when you've seen the whole thing. Don't you ready? You have watched it more than once. So the reason why God's showing that these things are just temporary, they don't last, is because he wants us to see that they're just a trailer, they're the preview. That's why the end. That's why the land didn't last. It's because it's just a temporary thing. And it's just a free What's going to come is so much greater. And what we think about is a forever kingdom. So Canaan was a now kingdom. But God's kingdom is going to be a forever kingdom. And that's what Canaan was meant to be a preview of, to show us a little bit about what it was going to be like. Living under the rule, enjoying the blessing. And that forever kingdom is the kingdom of Jesus when he returns. When he takes us to be with God forever and ever and ever and ever. It will never end. So we see a temporary thing, a preview. It ended, God's showing us it's not it's not forever, so that we would see that there's a forever thing coming. You get that? We're gonna see that in the next one as well. And we're gonna stand up. Just a quick reminder, um, this is a promise to Abraham, I will give you many descendants, new nations will be born from you, kings will come from you. That was the promise God gave to Abraham. And even though things went bad, God was, God's promise, he was still keeping his promise, and he gave the people the king. And he gave them a really good king, a great king called David. But it's not just about David being a great king. About God keeping his promise to us. So we're going to hear a little bit about David's conversation with God, what David wants to do for God, and then we're going to hear what God's reply is. So let's listen together as we hear this bit of the Bible being read. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Here we go. King David was living in his palace. And the Lord gave him peace from all his enemies around him. David said to Nathan the prophet, Look, I am living in a palace made of cedar wood, but the holy ark of God is still kept in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go and do what you really want to do. The Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke his words to Nathan. The Lord said, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord said. You are not the person to build a house for me, to live in. I, I did not live in a house when I brought the Israelites out of Egypt. I have been moving around all this time with the tent of my hand. I have continued to move with the tribes of Israel, but I have never asked their leaders who take care of them to build me a house of cedarwood. You must tell my servant David, this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. 
you from the pasture when you were following the sheep. I took you to become leader of my people, the Israelites. I have been gone with you. I have gone. I have been with you everywhere you have gone. I have defeated your enemies for you. I will make you famous as any of the great men on the earth. Also, I will choose a place for my people, the Israelites. I will plant them so that they can live in their own home. They will not be bothered anymore. Wicked people will no longer make them suffer as they have in the past. Your days will come to an end and you will die. At that time, I will make one of your sons the next king. He will build a temple for me. I will make his kingdom strong forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. When he sins, I will use other people to punish him. They will be my whip, but I will not stop loving him. I took away my love and kindness from Saul. I removed Saul when I turned to you. But your family and your kingdom will continue forever before me. Your rule will last forever. Okay. God's promise, kings will come from you. And we have, in this, these two books of the Bible, 1 and 2 Samuel, we have first Saul, who was a bit of a mixed bag. He was sort of good and good at first and then turned bad. Then we have David. And David wasn't someone who you would have bet on at all. He was like just a guy in, in the fields looking after sheep. And God raised him up to be a king uh, for his people, to look after his people and to help them to live under God's rule. And here we get this conversation that David's having with God. David thinks, I'm a powerful king. I've got a good, good palace to live in and God's God's not got that. He's just got a tent. I'm going to build God a house. And the big surprise for David is that God says no. Thank you very much, David. No. I don't need a house to live in. In fact, I'm I'm God and I'm generous and I'm going to make your house, meaning your family, many people. So the promise comes back the other way. It's not David doing something to God. It's God doing something to David. And God's promises are happening through David and his family. And some of these promises, uh, if you look down at verse 12 to 16, he says, I will make one of your sons the next. Sorry. Um, I will make one of your sons the next king. So some of these promises are going to be fulfilled in the next king, who is Solomon. But some of these promises are just a bit too big for Solomon. Have a look down. Which bits do you think are a bit too big for Solomon? And he will build a temple for me, yes. Solomon did that. Which bits would you say are a bit too big for Solomon? Yeah, that's the second half. I will make the kingdom strong forever. Oh, God. All of these men are going to die. They're just the breeze. So these shoes seem 
often get confused between which of my daughters is and they are. Um, but this one, if you can help me out and tell me which one this one, this one is, um, just come across here. Okay, thank you. It's Lydia, and Lydia likes to put on people's shoes. Even if they're not her shoes, she puts them on, or she thinks she puts them on well. I think they're on the wrong feet, isn't it? <laughs> These shoes that God is describing of his king are too big for Solomon. It's a bit like Lydia trying to put on those shoes. Her feet just don't fit in there. There's loads of space. And these promises of a king are too big for Solomon. That his kingdom will be strong forever. And that um, it will be a kingdom that never ends. That is a big promise. And so, uh, again, we get this thing of God giving us a temporary picture. The temporary picture is David, he is Solomon. But it's just a preview. And it's, he shows us the end. Not the permanent king that God promised. The permanent king who will rule forever is someone who is going to come after what David's life. David knows, knows about it. If you read any of David's uh, songs in the Psalms, if you even flick the end of 2 Samuel to chapter 22, and just do that now, go to right the end of the book, chapter 22. And right at the very end of chapter 22, verse 51, the Lord gives great victories to his king, he is loyal to his appointed king, to David and his descendants forever. But David himself knows that there is a permanent fixture on the way, that he is just a temporary preview, that there is going to be a great king. So this part of the Bible we're looking at is important to see that God is giving us little temporary pictures of what is going to be fulfilled in uh, permanently. We have the land, didn't we? Temporary. Temporary land of God's people. The permanent land is the kingdom of Jesus is bringing when he takes us to be with him. And the permanent king is Jesus himself. And we're going to sing uh, about that king. It's a song called A Long, 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 Long Time Ago. Can everyone say long, 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 long? Long, 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 long. Can everyone say great, 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 great? Jesus is our king, particularly hard to do. 
maybe in your family or in your school, it's natural to then want something here and now, and to show them something here and now that they can look at, and you can say, this is the proof of that kingdom, or this is the person. You might want a now king or a now kingdom. What would that look like? Well, a now king would be following someone, a person or a human, who is confident and saying, just because they're confident, I feel a little bit more secure as a Christian. That can be tempting to do. Or maybe wanting a now kingdom would be reaching for a quiet and comfortable life. Just making this as easy as possible is one of the ways we go to the now kingdom rather than waiting for the coming Or maybe we are expecting or wanting other people around us, even those who aren't Christians, to behave a bit more like they're in the kingdom. And we think they should be behaving a bit more like Jesus is the king. The problem with those is that, well, apart from not being all that truthful, they don't laugh, do they? And God is kind because sometimes he shows us that those things don't laugh. So let's down eventually. So the, so the big leader we go after, and we say they're the confident Christian pastor or preacher, and I'm going to get behind them, and all of my confidence is in them. Well, that person died, or, or there's a scandal, something to show that they're not a forever king. And uh, God shows us that the comfort that we look for let us down as well. This isn't the eternal rest. Good thing to ask. 
Jesus is your king, then he will bring you into his forever kingdom. You need not worry about that. But if you reject him as king, you're rejecting his forever kingdom. You can't be in Jesus' kingdom if you don't want Jesus as your king. If you don't realise that he is king over all. And so I'm going to pray and help us to uh, think about that as we pray as a response to what we're And just on the screen, there's a picture there, you might like to think about this girl who's grabbing into the now, or that who's tempted to go for the now rather than the later. And let's have a pray. Let's pray about that now. Father God, we thank you for what you show us and you have done. And in the past, and bringing about your purposes and your promises, showing us how they're fulfilled in past. And thank you that they point us to what's coming. Jesus is forever king. Would you help us to respond to him as our Thank you that he is the king who would go to the cross out of love for us. He would lay down his crown and kingdom for a moment. The end of this world be rejected and be killed. So that we would not have to be from outside of your forever kingdom. Please would we see just how loving and kind and good he is to us. And we pray um, as we wait for your kingdom which is coming. So we wouldn't grab these other now kings, these now kings that we uh, can put our confidence in. So we keep waiting and expecting uh, what you promised us to come. It surely will come. We pray that you will give us more confidence as we look at your word together and as we pray that you will do everything that you said we're going to do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.